Hello, Cosmic Cats. I have a fun update to share with you. You and I are pretty cool now, and I know how much you love fun stories and adventures. So, that's why I wanted to share that there's a brand new podcast out now that I think you're going to love. The podcast is called Mysteries About True Histories, and it features some new friends of mine, Max and Molly. I'll let them tell you more. From the creators of Who Smarted Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, Cosmic Cats. Welcome back to Musicland Stories, the origin point for all music and adventure stories in the known universe, and some of the unknown ones. And we're here at the Musicland Concert Hall. Your friend, the conductor here, to take you on one more cruise across the sonic spaceways. As a matter of fact, our journeys brought you back where you started. Hanging out with me in the Musicland Concert Hall. Mo and Co. have made it here after a grueling trip, but Mo may have arrived too late to take her place in the Orchestra Obscura. The orchestra's original drummer, Krupa Khan, has returned to take his rightful place behind the skins, and Mo just handed him back his legendary drumsticks. It had to be tough giving up something she worked so hard to get. But doing the right thing isn't always easy. As Mo walked out of the orchestra obscura space arc empty-handed, she felt pretty sure her story was over. But it ain't necessarily so. This is Mo's story, but I'm the one telling it. And I've got one or two tricks still up my tuxedo cuffs. The show was about to start. Mo's new friends from Guardia led Mo and Twilo and the rest of the crew to their seats in the Musicland concert hall. Mo tried to hold steady and stay positive. She reminded herself what an amazing opportunity she'd been given. The chance to see the Orchestra Obscura live in concert with their original drummer, Koopa Khan, who'd been missing for years. She squeezed Twilo's hand and told herself she'd made amazing friends since she left Syncopia, and that she lived through an incredible journey, even if the ending was a bummer. The audience took their seats. The thin green duke was there, with Ronson Ronson and the rest of the swan song. They looked fabulous, of course. Professor Pandemonium was there, too, and each member of the Cosmic Crew was propped up in their own seat. As the lights dimmed, Mo heard a cacophony from the back of the concert hall. She'd been exposed to all sorts of ruckus since she left home. 
but this clank and clatter was one she knew by heart. Mo turned around and saw her whole family filing clumsily into the concert hall. With their out-of-sync heartbeats, they clashed and clanged into everyone they passed. This might need a bit of explanation. Maybe you were wondering what I'd been up to since Mo and I parted ways on Transalor. I knew the Stella by Starlight would bring Mo and company here to the Musicland Concert Hall in time for the Orchestra Obscura show, which I thought would be Mo's big debut. I figured it would be nice if Mo's family could be in attendance for the show. So I brought them through the portal from Syncopia earlier that afternoon. I didn't know Krupa Khan would be rejoining the band because some parts of the story are a surprise, even to me. Thank goodness for that. What's a story or a song without a couple surprises? Mo's dad spotted her from across the hall. He waved and shouted, Hi, honey. Because that's what dads do in that situation, no matter how embarrassing it is. The whole family waved, like windshield wipers all out of whack. Mo didn't feel embarrassed. She wanted to run to the back of the concert hall and hug every single one of her fam. But the lights had gone down and the curtain had gone up. The show had started. Up on the stage, the Orchestra Obscura launched into their set. One, two, one, two, three, let's go. This was a band that could seriously tear it up. You simply cannot top the Orchestra Obscura when they're on point. And that night, they were on point. Every button the audience was up and dancing. <laughs> Delia Decibel was busting out her best robotic moves. Even Mo's family, who, having zero rhythm, were not the greatest dancers, were up and into it before the end of the first song. In fact, the only person parked in her seat was Mo. She was too downhearted to dance, too bummed to bop. Mo got out of her seat. She squeezed by Twilo, Benny, and Little Boy made her way up the aisle past her dancing family and left the concert hall. I was standing in the wings, rocking out along with the rest of the crowd. Over Toots and Common's shoulder, I saw Mo get up and walk out. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen, and I toured with the cure and disintegration. I definitely wanted to stick around to see the show. I've been waiting to see the Orchestra Obscura play since episode one. But Mo's story reminded me how important it is that we take care of each other. So as the band wrapped up their rendition of Shaking That Asteroid, I followed Mo out of the concert hall, applauding and rooting as I went. Something you need to know about the Musicland Concert Hall. I've been here since the first caveman banged two rocks together to make a beat. I still don't know how big it is or where every doorway leads. I once lost Elvis in the elevator and didn't find him for... Wait a minute, did I ever find him? What I'm saying is the concert hall is a big place. 
but it has a way of leading people to exactly the spot they need to be. Sometimes that's a rehearsal room equipped with a grand piano. Sometimes it's center stage in front of a million screaming fans. Mo needed a quiet place. She was processing a lot of emotions for a kid, and combining those big feelings with big noise and a big crowd was overwhelming. She pulled on a door, and the door led to a staircase that spiraled up, up, up. Mo kept going up the stairs until she found herself on the roof. She could see the sea of stars she traveled through to get there. Above the bright lights of the concert hall, each star shined like its own distinct note. She could see Syncopia zigzagging through the outer arrhythmic zone on its aberrant orbit. She could see Sachidananda spinning at 33 revolutions per minute, and asteroid Atlantis performing its freezing flip to the B-side. She could see the throbbing strobe lights of Translore, the flowing hourglass of Giza, and the deep purple hole that led to the planet Guardia. She felt very small in the scope of the entire universe, but very big in that she contained her own universe of thoughts and songs and stories. She felt all by herself, but not alone, because she carried her friends and her family with her in her heart. Mo felt, for the first time, like the whole universe was her home. The stars were a song, and she was a beat that moved the song forward. Right at that moment, Mo was rudely interrupted by, well, me. I had something I had to give Mo, something I'd been holding on to for a while, but they didn't belong to me, and it was time to return them to their rightful owner. Hey there, Cosmic Cat, I said. You're missing the greatest show this side of the Milky Way. Mo knew the show was amazing, but she didn't feel like dancing. It's disappointing when you don't get a gig you want, I said. One time, I thought I nailed the audition for the Supremes, but they gave it to Diana Ross. Can't blame them. Sometimes all it means is there's a better fit for you coming on the next track. I reached into my coat pocket and I pulled out two gnarly bone branches. They were the ones Mo found in the field on Syncopia. The ones she drummed with when she first met the Orchestra Obscura and started on this far-out journey. I'd been holding on to them for a bit. I patched them up and balanced them out so they were proper drumsticks. I held them out to Mo. They weren't the legendary drumsticks of Krupa Khan, but maybe they didn't have to be. They could be something else, something new. I think these belong to you, I said. Mo took the sticks. They began to glow, pale lavender at first, then a bright purple. Mo stared at them, amazed. She connected with the beats of her hearts, the beats that flowed all through her, and threw her into the sticks. She tapped out a rhythm on the roof of the Musicland concert hall. The show downstairs is wrapping up, I said. I better get down there to say so long. You need a minute? Mo nodded without looking up. She kept drumming on the roof, listening to the resonant sound it made. 
On my way down the stairs, I pass Twilo and Little Boy and Benny and Delia Desible, who come looking for Mo. Further down the spiral, I pass Professor Pandemonium with the members of the Cosmic Crew calling Mo's name. I pass the five guardians who were supposed to be working security, but went to check on their new friend instead. I figured I'd let it slide. They found Mo on the roof, locked into a groove. Twilo sat down next to her and hummed the song they'd been working on together since they walked the Great Spiral Scratch. Benny 3000 added a breathy, hypnotic flute riff, and Little Boy bombed the bass. Delia Decibel danced apocalyptic, her metal shoes slamming out a righteous rhythm on the roof. Professor Pandemonium passed out pocket oscillators to the members of the Cosmic Crew, and they wove weird waves stolen from the starlights into Moe's song. Even the Guardians got in on the act. Did you know Guardians are natural masters of five-part harmony? Neither did I until that very night. Down below, the show was over. The audience headed to their cars, spaceships, and interstellar phone booths. Mo's family waited out front, hoping to see her on her way out. The Orchestra Obscura loaded their gear into the space arc, headed out for yet another gig. No one heard the song being created on the roof. But here's a thing about the Musicland Concert Hall. It's acoustically perfect, inside and out. The shape of the building, whatever that shape happens to be, forms a resonating amplifier. That's a fancy way of saying it gets loud, real loud. All someone has to do is turn it on. That someone, in this case, was me. I flipped the switch, and the concert hall began to rattle and hum with the sound of Moe's song. It flooded the parking lot thousands of music lovers who came to see the Orchestra Obscura's reunion show turned their heads to see where this new sound was coming from. The thin green duke nodded to the beat. Hard to see them from down here, she said. I wonder if they need costumes. The orchestra set down their instruments and looked up to the top of the roof where Mo and her band jammed away. Toots Uncommon patted Krupa Khan on the shoulder. I told you, said Toots. She was more than we bargained for. We always are, said Krupa Khan. What's around the The sound broadcast across the galaxy. Osachi Dananda, Chivaloka thought it was far funkier than a feather. On Giza, the sphinxophone slowed the song down as part of his meditation. And on Translor, DJs sped it up into a dance remix. On Syncopia, everyone Mo had ever known heard the song broadcast from here to there. Syncopias looked down at their feet and saw that their toes were tapping in perfect rhythm for the first time ever. It would only last the length of the song and soon they'd be crashing and clamoring again. For now, they found a beat, and it felt good. When the song was over, the night was silent. 
Mo looked around at her friends. The words, thank you, were about to rise to her lips when they were drowned out by the most thunderous applause that ever rumbled the galaxy. Mo looked over the edge of the roof to see Data mass an audience of adoring new fans. She brought the rest of the band over with her, and they joined hands as they took a bow. Finally, the applause died down, and the audience headed home. Except for Mo's family, who were waiting to take her back to Syncopia. Mo got ready to say goodbye to her friends, to her band. That's when I decided to interrupt one last time. The London Symphony Orchestra led by Jay-Z and Eartha Kitt were supposed to play here tomorrow, I said. But Eartha has a bow out. I've got an opening for a band if you're interested. Mo looked at her bandmates, the weird crew of collaborators that she found and formed around her. She looked down at her family, patiently waiting. Well, her siblings weren't all that patient. She called down to them. I think the world is asking me to dance, she shouted down. I think I've got to go. Her dad gave her a big smile. You always know the way home, my little metronome, he said. And we'll always be there for you when you need us. Mo smiled back, and she made her choice. She said yes! One night at the Musicland Concert Hall became several, because Mo's band was wildly popular. People came from all over the galaxy to hear the sound broadcast that night. It shot like a rocket to number one on the intergalactic billboard charts. Mo made it home eventually, although never for long. The universe found out she could play, so play she must. Sometimes here at the Musicland Concert Hall, sometimes with the Orchestra Obscura, sharing skins with the legendary Krupa Khan. But always with friends. That's Mo's story. One of them, anyway. She's out there making music and living her best story. And she's always got a spot as the house drummer here at the Musicland Concert Hall. In fact, we're putting together a big performance and we're looking for more musicians. You interested? We're gonna start rehearsing as soon as I find that baton. It was here just a minute ago. I had it with me when I was chasing the song of the last Leviathan into the depths of the ocean. Did I leave it aboard the ship? I'll find it sooner or later, Cosmic Cats. For now, this is your conductor. And I'm out. Musicland Stories is a collaboration between Starglow Media and Double Elvis. Executive producers from Double Elvis are Jake Brennan and Brady Sadler. Executive producers from Starglow Media are Jet Baker and Agarenish A. Palmer. This episode of Musicland Stories was written by Bob Prohl. Alessandro Santoro is our showrunner. Narration by me, Nikki Lynette. Original score by Jonathan Warman. Story editing by Zeth Lundy and episode mix by Colin Fleming. 
Grownups, you can find more ad-free audio fun for the whole family by subscribing to StarGlow Plus on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll see you next time, aquatic adventurers.